0: Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am joined by the amazing and wonderful Michael J. Russ. Welcome, Michael. I am so excited hey. to have you join me today because you and always I
1: are,
0: loving. Are, we just are kindred spirits, and it seems that we mm-hmm. are always looking at things in a different way. So I've been wondering, you know me, I'm the woman of wonder. So I've been wondering today about weeds, and in particular, dandelions. And dandelions, as we know, they're the small yellow flowers that grow in people's lawns. And uh, when they are done with their blooms, they transform into this beautiful little wispiness that people can pick and blow on and make a wish. And mm-hmm. it's all in how you Perceive things. So I, I was what I, what part of what got me wondering about dandelions is because I've been seeing a lot of postings on dandelions and how really they were considered the plant that was the elixir of life. They helped to purify the residues and the negative energies in the body and purify the blood. And dandelions come out in the spring. They're one of the first flowers that the bees can actually feed from and gain nutrients from. And not only that, every part of the dandelion is edible. Up until the 1800s, dandelions were actually seen as extremely beneficial. People would uh, remove grass to plant dandelions. They're they're actually not a weed. They're from the same family as the sunflower. And so it got me thinking a little bit about, about how this elixir of life turned out to be a weed, something that we feel that we need to rid ourselves of and that we need to poison our ground and the earth with um, to get rid of it. And I I started to really think about that. and, And so, of course, Michael, it got me wondering, you know, where on earth did the perception of dandelions change? Um perception is really a choice and it made me think about the quote by quantum physicist Max Planck when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change. And so I I really I I wanted to explore that and and this is sort of how the way my my brain works and um, I just you know I'd love to just See what your thoughts are, Michael. You know how is it that we get these perceptions that are handed to us, and and something that can become so beneficial becomes seen in the, in such a a different light.
1: Hmm. Um, best answer to that question that I have is that they picked it up from someone somewhere. Either they you know read it, uh, somebody they respected. Uh, gave an idea of 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 you know perceptions are things that we develop over time based on our own experiences and um you get you get uh five people together and they all go to the same event and they're not all going to have the same perception of that event because they're all interpreting it through their own filter of perception based on their past experiences and so uh, if if they all go to a, a ball game, well, if, if if four haven't ever been to a ball game before and one has, their experience of the ball game is going to be vastly different than the other four. And that's kind of the way, I guess, life works. I love perce- the concept of perceptions because if you pay attention to them, you can really start to, to curate the reality that you're looking to have in any given moment. And you can you can easily more easily pivot from bad to good, negative to positive, and that they're that powerful. Um, and I love I love your your quote here, um, and it's just one that <laughs> I was sitting there reading it. And it, when you start to look at this, when you when you change, hang on a second there, when you change. I really took a screenshot of it. So here we go. Okay. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change That's a really powerful statement really, really is. Um, And when you, when you, to me, it's, it's very simple that you are the one in control of your own reality based on the way you're perceiving your reality, the way you're interpreting your outside, your outside world. Um, And I'm, I'm, a big fan of making sure that I curate the reality for myself that I'm looking for that day. Um, Things will happen. However, it's how I perceive those things that happen that determines how I feel about them. It's the most important thing. We all want to feel joy. We want to feel happiness. We want to feel love in our lives. And we can only do that when we understand that our that it's our response to our outer world, how we perceive our outer world, and then thereby respond respond to it based on those perceptions, that determines how we feel. And I can go around and around with this and come up with you know I've come up with twenty different elements for for personal alchemy and perception is always number one on the list because if you don't like someone and That's your perception, that you don't like them. Nothing about them is going to be palatable for you. And you decide to shift that perception to, "Mm, they're just okay. They're all right. You're going to have a completely different feeling about them as a result of that shift in perception. And now you may be more open to learning a different side of them. Because what we do is we have a tendency to judge people, right? We judge people based on one thing. Based on some sort of experience that we've had in the past, they either did or didn't, did something or didn't, didn't do something that we, we did something they, we didn't like, didn't do something that they thought they should do. And it's the most amazing thing how, how you can, if you're willing to change the way you see someone, the, the perception you have about someone, how differently, almost immediately you will, you'll feel about them. The connection is, Inescapable. Um, when I, when I'm playing golf and I love, you know, I like to use golf analogies, um, you're out there for four hours and you're actually, it's the core, it's you against the course. That's really what it is. It's not other people. You're not, you're not playing against other people technically. The score may have a, uh, a, be part of it. However, if you embrace yourself and you perce- a positive perception of yourself throughout the entire round, you'll play better than if you don't because your physicality is impacted by the perceptions you have about yourself. If you don't think you can do something, if you think you didn't do it well, you're not going to do it well the entire day, then it's not going to go well. And we have this really powerful thing called perceptions that I don't find a lot of people pay attention to. Do you?
0: No, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, they don't pay attention to them. Um, it there it's it's the most it's the most amazing thing to me uh, that that i can I can turn around and say to someone you know you made a judgment about that thing based on a perception that you have about them um, it, you you could actually you will feel different and you don't feel that great doing it you could feel differently if you just simply elevated that thought to a different place. You shift that perception about them, set your existing judgment based on that negative perception aside. And this is how we misjudge people. We judge them based on one thing, and then we see a a completely different side of them. You know, they might have Mm -hmm. said something on social media, and all of a sudden you find out that, you know, let's put it this way. Um, Prince, um, rest in peace, what a great musician, writer, uh, in person he was, uh, did a lot of quiet. He did. He practiced altruism whereby he did things that were really good for other people and he didn't want any credit for it. You want anybody to know Who was did. That? Prince.
0: Oh, Prince. Oh yes. No, I absolutely. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Big into I, altruism. You know.
1: Big into altruism. Oh
0: yeah. Didn't want his name on Very a building. So.
1: Didn't want his name in the news. Um, he was responsible for, uh, in large part paying for a solar project in, in Oakland for a poorer community so that they I could know. have some sort of, yeah. yeah of course you don't know about it. I heard, I heard about it through, a, through, a, an, another source. Uh, interestingly enough, mm. um, anybody who had, oh, I hate his music. I, I can't stand that stuff. Oh, I like Prince. You know, when you start to see the full facet of someone, you know, the many sides of them. You, we, we tend to judge people based on one thing, you know, and uh, we're, we're very uh, directed in that way. Uh, however, when we start to dig deeper, we find out other things, and those other things we discover shift our perception. Thereby, mm-hmm. we understand that knowledge or enlightenment is one of the things that has the ability, the power to shift perceptions. When we find out Absolutely. more information, right? So mm-hmm. um, I encourage people who have negative perceptions to dig deeper and find out a little bit more about what happens and what's going on. Because there's always a story behind the story, and well, we live in a society that yeah, is uh, different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know, when you talk about that, Michael, it the you know the the quote when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, was sort of made famous by Wayne Dyer in his is theories, the power of intention. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, when I, I actually had an opportunity to meet Wayne, um, he came up to an area called Lilydale, New York and spoke. And I got to be his concierge and take him around. And he was just as lovely on air as he was in person. And there were, you know, there were so many things. He took the time to notice simple things about people and he, one of the things that I, and I really loved about him, he said, you know, he often pondered what it was he came into this world uh, to learn, and he said that he decided that it was self-reliance, and when he was young, his mother was in an abusive situation, and she had to put her children in an orphanage, and he said, you know what, that was one of the best ways that I could learn self-reliance, and ultimately, his mother was able to, you know, gather her resources and bring the family back together but it it shaped him and so sometimes it's our perception of things he wasn't in that space where poor me I was in an orphanage and you know I had all these obstacles he took those challenges and transformed it and really I think was one of the um, you know the, he impacted my life I know he's impacted a lot of other people's lives through his teachings and his writings and it's when he talked about, mm-hmm. yeah, and when he talked about perception, you know, it was like throughout history, who is it that we decided that we were going to hate? Well, we're going to hate this person and we're going to hate that person. But now I think on the planet, and you and I were speaking about this, I, I would challenge everybody instead of, uh, to choose that, that languaging to, to look to see who you can love. And who you can love and, and how many things about them. And yesterday I had this young man uh, that waited on me. And I'll tell you, he he just lit up a room. He was standing behind the counter and I, I like, you know, we walk in to order something. It was at you know, one of the healthier fast food places where I could get a salad. And mm-hmm. I was sort of looking at the food and then I looked up and I saw his bright eyes and his beautiful smile and I was like, Wow. Wow. Just his whole presence. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it it just, you know, I, and I just said to him, I said, you know, you're, uh, you've just got an amazing presence about you. And then I, we chatted for a little bit and I said something to him about like, why are you in school? He said, you know, you could actually be a model or an actor. I said, because you have that, 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 that about you. And he said, "Well, a lot of people say that." He, he said, "But I'm in school." I said, "What are you studying?" And he said, "Math and computer science." And I said, "And you're smart too." I said, "You know, I said <laughs> you, you <laughs> you'll go you'll go far in this world." But it's it is it's it's sometimes it's just noticing those little things, and I I'm starting to see and I'm feeling it. I don't know if you're actually palpable feeling it, but. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's spring. Maybe it's because um, uh, just new beginnings. But there seems to be a different feeling in the air that there is more of a coming together people are happier, uh, at least up here in the in the Northeast. It, it's what I've been noticing. Um,
1: yeah. I don't know if I, you, I have, agree with you have seen anything. I agree with you. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with how we perceive winter. <laughs> And how we perceive weather, you know, we, you, 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 you've got a choice when you get snowed in, Um, you can, you have a choice about how you manage it, how do you deal with it, how you respond to it. Uh, And it starts with developing a positive perception of a snowstorm Mm -hmm. because there have been so many, I mean, let's, let's face it. The news makes, you know, snowstorms out to be the, the, the the evil other, right? They, they demonize storms um and so and they only tell you the bad stuff that happened you know they don't tell you about uh the 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 story of when the snowstorm happened and this man was out uh just walking and and they went out to bring him in this this couple looked out their window and they saw this man hobbling in the snow brought him in and discovered that he was homeless and they were they They literally fed this this man, uh, washed his clothes, helped him clean up and that's what I got for I think it was like five days. Oh, and that's beautiful. He was a he was a totally totally different person. That was a point, because he had never he had you know, you get to a certain point if you're if you're homeless where people are just basically talking down about you, talking down at you. Uh and what you you know, love and compassion and joy are um you know, empathy are the things that disappear. First, unfortunately, in our society, when when people are maybe perhaps down on their luck, and it's interesting, but you don't tell. There's a lot of stories like that um, where where people's lives have been saved um, as a result of it, And, and these are people making decisions in in situations where they they haven't necessarily, you know, the world will call them harsh, right? The storm is just a storm, and it's what we make it. And anything is like that, that happens in our lives. And we have to remember that we have a choice as to how we can interpret anything. And, um, I, I love, uh, when we, when you're talking about, about, uh, uh, people who have the, uh, the wherewithal, they have this power within them. And when you, when you choose to exercise that power that's associated with your own sovereignty, the ability to decide what you think and, and what goes into your body, what you think about yourself and, and your connection with spirit, everything, everything can change. It's, 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 it's massive. It's massive. It's somebody who has a, a, a a problem. What can happen? Now, the, the the winter has, was very harsh this year in many, in many ways in terms of the amount of snow that fell. Um however it's it is. It's just the winter. You know, we get lots of rain down here. One one summer we had uh sixty-four inches of rain in two months. Oh my goodness. It just rained relentlessly. It rained relentlessly. Um and you if you pay attention to the outer sources that tell you this is all bad, this is terrible, this is the worst ever, you know, they give you all the historical, this has never happened before. All those things can help shape your perspective. Mm-hmm. the way you're perceiving your own environment, your own situation, you can buck that. You can, right. there were a lot of people, there were a lot of people during COVID, during a lockdown who did good things. I just saw a woman uh, today on television she said, I had a great time. I lost 160 pounds. Oh my goodness! (laughs) I've How many times? How many times have you heard? I mean, have you seen people who said, "Oh, I just gained weight. I just ate and ate and ate." You know, I, you know, I was in a miserable situation, and I'm going, man, it was like a perfect opportunity to maybe delve into something that you, you, you've always wanted to delve into. Read, read a few books that you've always wanted to read. You never had the time, or you decided that you know, I could, I could, I could just work out. I could just. It's amazing what you could do if you start perceiving something in a positive way, especially for, for you. You know, it's what yeah. you make it. Life is what you make it. Yeah, That's it. You,
0: you can't always, you know, change the situation, but when you change your perception of it, that's exactly when you take back your personal power. As you said, your, right. your sovereignty. You know, you can either, you know, be controlled or you can control the situation. Um, I, right. I don't know if you've ever read the book or you've seen the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton, who was – um, a stem cell researcher. He I think he um he was at Stanford and what was so interesting about his work and what I really loved about the biology of belief was that in his research he started you know, he started doing these stem cells. It was a very early days. And so he would take, say perhaps a liver cell and he would divide it and he would put them in all these different petri dishes. But well, what was interesting is the cells would divide. If the person believed that it was a lung cell rather than a liver cell, that cell, would then it divided, would become a lung cell. Or it would become, you know, a kidney cell or whatever other cell that it was chose to be. It was so, so interesting. And <laughs> back at the time, and it was like, I think around like 1987, you know, he was sort of ridiculed for what he was Um, doing. And he just held steadfast and kept through. I mean, he really was um, one of the breakthrough scientists, not only in cellular biology, but also in quantum physics. And he sort of even started looking at it and he said, well, you know, the cell is sort of like a computer chip, that it's the, the equivalent of a computer chip in the brain. And so you think about when you program your phone or you download these apps, the moment you change your perception is the moment you rewrite the chemistry in your body is what he said. So, and it, it, I think it's so true. I mean, you can not only just use it for the physical things, but, um, and then when, you know, he started to take the biology of belief in, in actually, if you've not ever seen any of his lectures, I would encourage you or any of our audience members to please, check them out on YouTube because it, it's phenomenal that you realize that your genes are not your destiny, that you can actually shift, like turn them, you know, your genes on and off like a light switch based on your perception. Um, have you, are you familiar with his work at all, Michael?
1: No, an offshoot of it. I've heard of him. Um, I haven't read his work, delved into it uh, as, as you have. However, um, the, as you were talking there, I was I was uh, thinking about um, uh, Masaru Emoto and Beta Austin and how you know sure. they're doing the same thing with water right now, uh, and and how and I believe this is the same thing that, uh, and, and although put differently, that, that Deepak Chopra has been alluding to or uh, speaking about in the past twenty years is that we have this ability, this innate ability to, um, uh, you know, I, I think these way to put it is your genes are not your destiny. You have the ability to to um uh change the molecular structure of, of your body based on on your uh your thoughts, what you your mm-hmm. your your thinking, your perceptions. Uh and, and it's it's a fascinating concept to me. I don't know if you're familiar, uh however, uh there's a gentleman called the Iceman. There's a gentleman called I the Iceman. I
0: love him.
1: <laughs> you know him, Bit huh? Off.
0: Yep. Vimhoff. Yeah. yeah, actually, Glenn. Glenn was a big fan of Vimhoff, and I, <laughs> I have um, a, a very good friend who is much more devoted at than I am, and he goes out in the winter in his bare feet and stands out in the cold. I can't do that, but no, yeah,
1: please continue. <laughs> okay, there mom. you go. You just so, said I can't do that, right? I know. Um, Sorry. It, it, I could, it, I could, I
0: could. Like, yes, I could.
1: How, however however it's it's not so simple. not as simple as I can't, I can. And this is likely the, the, the thing. Um the iceman climbed Mount Everest in shorts and a t shirt. I know. That's fantastic. Uh, and and that's not something you can say I can't, I can. It's not easy. It's not as easy to flip flop from can't to can and actually do that. This man has has Developed a relationship with his mind unlike anyone else. (laughs) That's, that's really what's happened. And he's under, he understands on a, on a molecular level how to control and manage his body. And that has taken practice. It has taken, it has taken, taken deep conviction and the, the, the process that most people, uh, don't have the time or interest in going into the depth of, right. let's put it that way. And that's, so it, it's not, a, some things you can, you can do. A, I can't, I can Okay. You, yeah, it's, it's true. When you say to yourself, I can't, I can't shovel that driveway, you know, it's too deep. And then you decide to, to get dressed up warm and you go out and now you prove yourself wrong. Right? Um, right. That's a little bit of a different feat than climbing Mount Everest in the shorts right. and a t-shirt or uh, sitting outside doing something that w- would cause frostbite in five minutes, sort of ther- hypothermia in five minutes for some people, and he's out there an hour or two or the whole right. day, right? Right. There's well, not I a gentleman. Say,
0: mm-hmm, I have done his breathing techniques. His breathing techniques are fantastic. You know, they are – they really do help you give you more energy, and mm-hmm. they help, you know, reveal different things. And I have done the cold therapy in the shower, but right. <laughs> quite honestly – I you know winter uh, and being out in the
1: cold in my bare feet is is
0: something that I will have to work work up to, Michael.
1: <laughs> I can say this. I I can deal with the cold. Um, I, I'm when I'm in it, I can adapt to it and and do everything I need to do in it. And I think it's important for us to, you know, we're talking about the power of perceptions and 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 how sure. they um basically help us create a reality and. I think it's important even to say to yourself to make sure that we're, we're ever cognizant of what we're actually thinking um, in, in terms of our own perceptions of, of things throughout the day. Uh, I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, cognizant of what I'm thinking in terms of my own perceptions. How am I perceiving this, this thing I need to do or this person I'm going to meet or this call I'm, I have to make uh, or something else? You know, how am I perceiving my walk is going to go today? Uh, something as simple as that. We are we're engaging in in thousands of perceptions a day, and really quick, you know, perceptions mm-hmm. and judgments. And right. it is if we slow that slow that roll down a little bit, and we heighten our a level of uh, heighten our intentions about our perceptions and what we're perceiving and what perceiving and whether it's positive or negative, uh, and and being on the lookout for the negative ones and then asking ourselves, okay, why do I have that negative perception about this? Mm-hmm. And it'll go back to something. Um, right. It was interesting when we were talking to, I was thinking today, cause I was listening to Carol Collins, uh, uh, the Joshua, the Joshua is the Yeshua collective. And <laughs> there's a, there's an example that she talks about the law of attraction. She says, people, um, it was in actually her self-healing uh, a piece um, that was just so brilliant, uh, channeling. And we have a, you wonder why somebody likes wallpaper in their kitchen, right? They, they love wallpaper in the kitchen. They want wallpaper in the kitchen. You're going to like, why do you want wallpaper in the kitchen? It's such an odd thing. Because when they were a child, they had wallpaper in the kitchen. It was a happy, it was a happy, it was happy being in the kitchen. They were happy. They, their, mm-hmm. their mother or father were, were, were cooking with love and it was a happy place. And there was wallpaper on the wall, and that association later in life is 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 still with them, and so they they associate having wallpaper in the kitchen with being happy and being loved and and cooking with love. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I, I, I find it. I
0: thought that was so beautiful, honestly.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. Person, it, it's how we're perceiving anything. We we we. There's a reason why we. Uh, ha- have perceived things positively and negatively, and a lot of it has to do with uh, our experience of wisdom up to this point in our lives. And mm-hmm. uh, I like to buck those trends. I like yeah, to no, build you, a little deeper. You do. I
0: mm-hmm. think <laughs> you yeah. do. Well, you... When I was looking at at the quote, because I said to myself, I remember, I, and I do remember. You know, Wayne Dyer thing, but I do remember him also attributing it to Max Planck. And so when I kind of, I'm like, okay, I know that he has this connection. He was the originator of the quantum theory, but what is a little bit more about it? And they actually is a Max Planck Institute for Human Cognitive and Brain Sciences. And one mm-hmm. of the studies that I found in that they were doing was how the heart affects our perception. And they talked about how the heart and the brain communicate constantly, which we have spoken about and we know, but when we are in a dangerous situation, the heart beats faster, right? We we are mm-hmm. adrenaline right. and all of these different things. And so the brain, you know, is talking and like it's, it's communicating with the heart and making it beat faster. But then when we relax, then it starts to slow down. And it's, it's such an interesting thing, though, because, and I think that's why meditation is so powerful, as you become really the um, conscious of your mind and understand that, okay, yes, this is what I'm experiencing. Yes, the sky looks like it's dark, but am I perceiving a storm? Or am I just perceiving something that's going to blow over? Um, you know, it's, it's it's just something another point yeah. to ponder, like like dandelions, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> that is true, and uh, I loved you starting out with that. By the way, is the dandelions are are yeah, it's it's really interesting. You know, tuna, um ahi used to be used to be a trash fish. Nobody oh, was wanted it? really.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. really.
1: Way back in the in the in the fifties and sixties, it was a trash fish you know, early seventies, nobody nobody wanted to eat tuna. You know, I mean it, obviously it was tuna in a can or whatever, but when it comes to restaurants or sushi or whatever. No, no, tuna is not. Here in this country sushi wasn't a big thing in the sixties and seventies anyway, but um but it used to be a a, a a trash fish. And um there's lots of foods that have gone from obscurity to and, and disdain to a delicacy. And uh wow. it's all a function of all a function of perception. And even I, I would Venture to say, although uh, the beautiful thing about uh, about Bruce Lipton is that, um, as I wrote down here, he brings empirical evidence to the metaphysical, uh, which oh, is he does. which which is quite that is that's brilliant. Bringing the, you know, some people they they thrive on empirical evidence. They're not like oh whatever, you know, it's, I don't I don't believe that blah blah blah, even though it's happening. You know, mm-hmm. even though their perception of whatever it is, their 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 perception of a lack of empirical evidence is is a perception. You know, it, it's just it, it, everything is a perception, and it's, <laughs> you know,
0: it's You're a hundred percent right, I'm, and I'm chuckling because this morning I, I you know, you just you you go through these little snippets. There was, and I don't know who he was because I kind of just I like looked at it for a few minutes, and I was like, I don't think so. So this particular scientist was asserting that mankind planted the Amazon rainforest. And I thought, well, now that's an interesting perception. Um, <laughs> okay, that's a, Okay,
1: all right. Because,
0: because of the quantity of Brazil nut trees and the quantity of, like, all of these other things, and I thought, well, long before man uh, existed on the planet, I'm sure that <laughs> there were lots of... Yes, they, it could be that they... They carried other plants to certain areas, but I thought to myself, "What an unusual uh, perception of the Amazon! I've never heard
1: that here's, before." So that <laughs> here, here, here's an interesting, interesting point uh, that I think it making. Sense hearing that, that, that is crazy just to hear about it. Um, however, I live in an area that has lots of pine trees. There are four mm-hmm. or five pine trees indigenous to my area, and there's a certain time of the year where you get these little helicopter-looking things, seedlings, that fly off the trees, right? I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, Okay. Those are the little seedlings. I spent an hour outside in my flower bed picking out the seedlings that had turned into little beginnings of pine trees. They were about three to six inches tall, right? I have to go through Mm -hmm. my flower bed. If I don't want a pine tree there, I got to pull it out. Right, I get because that little seedling has blown into the flower bed, and it's been nurtured, rained on, you know, fed by something, and it's growing, all on its own. Mm-hmm. So think about the rainforest. I would be asking Brazil nuts. Hmm, how do Brazil the trees those trees propagate? What do they send out? Right, because you know my girlfriend's got two ponds on her property, and there are bass fish. So like, if she didn't put any bass fish in there. How how did those bass fish bass fish get in there? Right? So mm-hmm. anytime you see fish in a place, it's because birds have been flying over and what have they been doing? <laughs> they no, have absolutely. Go, they eat <laughs> they eat fish and then they then they poop in various places and and the seeds come out, you know, eggs come out, Think. you know, they grow, right? Things are spread around nature is a a a wonder of of this kind of uh uh idiotic kind of like behavior is wonderful um and that that's what i that was my answer to the whole Brazil tree thing. people didn't plant and it's just a function of how those trees propagate I know. in a in a forest you know and right. it's like how can you say that my gosh okay so we're let's just let's just talk about the fact that that if we want to be happy, if we want to be joyful, and if we want to be self loving, and we want to give ourselves every opportunity to have the most amazing day, right? Mm-hmm. I want to say make today amazing. If you're in, if you're finally going to settle on curating your life experience, your daily experience, what's the most important thing that you can do? That's what we're talking about. You right. can. Curate delicately. Curate your perceptions of things. Mm-hmm. Your perception of everything that goes on, and right. I'll tell you the perception that most people don't ever think about. Please, it's not positive. It's not negative. It's neutral. Mm-hmm. The neutral perception is the most powerful, and the I most empowering.
0: Completely agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's it's just something that happens. That's a neutral perception. It's just something that happens.
0: And yeah, writing a piece of judgment. Accepting.
1: Yeah. Exactly, so you're just you're just accepting that it is what it is, and that's the neutral perception you're not judging it negative, not judging it positive, not seeing it as one way, you're not letting it drive your feelings uh in one way or another, you're just simply saying, Oh, this is life, that's life This, right. this stuff happens you know? I, I and, and tend you just to move say,
0: on. I tend to say it is it is what it is until it isn't i mean and that's mm-hmm. really that's all we have. In my opinion, um, I just, it is what it is until it isn't. And it really you, is. You
1: know what the isn't, what's the isn't? That's the question. What defines yeah. isn't? I don't know. To you.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's in the space. I'll of tell I you what my
1: definition I... of isn't is. I'll tell you what my Please. definition of isn't. When it impacts you personally. Mm. That's for most people. That's when it isn't. It is what it is until it impacts me. Right. Yeah. So, You know, we look at climate change that way. It is what it is until, you know, it impacts me, until I get five hurricanes in the summer that are cat five. You know, then I might start believing, shift my perception about climate change. (laughs) Or, you know, eight snowfalls that are over 10 feet each. You know, what everybody has a definition of what it isn't is. Mm -hmm. Interesting statement, isn't it? Everybody has that definition. We we might not be thinking about it. However, it is what it is. However, here's the cool thing. Even when it impacts you personally, you can still see it as just a thing that happens. That's the beauty of right. the mind. And, and that's how you drive yourself to continual joy and happiness and positivity is to come upon your outside world. Look at, look at your outside world with wonder and not let it impact you to the degree that it shifts your frequencies back to the lower level and keeps them there.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, One of, one of the uh, colleagues of Max Planck was Albert Einstein, and I also put this quote out, was that there are two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And Absolutely. it's so interesting that, that both of them were working, you know, with this quantum field, with this field where yeah. things were um changing at a molecular level based on an observation. And I think that's what's so powerful about perception. It's you know, what are you observing? And then if you start seeing things as a miracle, what can you create from that point? Because even right. though you may have this challenge where does the blessing come in where does the doorway open what is left for you to discover what's yet to, for you to discover not even left for you to discover. it's
1: because the possibilities are endless yeah that's true that is so cool I mean I, I think that I've come to understand Albert Einstein is as a, as a um, not only a physicist but a metaphysicist I believe I, I, so, in too. my view he yeah he spent a lot of time thinking uh, he meditated a lot. Uh, he connected to something greater than himself. Uh, and from that intuited a lot of really, you know, um, mind bending, life changing stuff. And, um, in terms of theories and mathematics and other things of that nature, I mean, he had, he was a brilliant guy to begin with. However, it's interesting that he, he sought to, he saw this connection between, um, I, I don't know exactly how to to to, to phrase it. Uh, the uh, the physical and the metaphysical, the the um, empirical and the metaphysical. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he, you know, and and he. I think he sought to reconcile the two over his over his entire lifetime, and so he said some very profound things. And um, and it it's interesting, and that's a lesson to all of us that that there's more there than the eye can see. And what's interesting is what you focus on is what you get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I, I come across people all the time who are having challenges, third dimensional challenges. And I, I attempt to impart to them that a lot of what they're seeing is mirroring what they see in themselves. And when they think about that, uh, you know, I ask a couple of questions, you know, a lot, that is very, very true. It's sometimes challenging to accept. People don't want to accept the fact that they may be, you know, that they're creating a reality for themselves that's based on fight and struggle, fear, worry, frustration, um, lower level, all those lower level hate or anger or something outside of themselves that, that may be the reason why they're feeling the way they're feeling and Mm -hmm. perception. is The first place to start, let's just get there and, and I've never found an instance where someone's perception wasn't the driver of how they're feeling, their inner conversations, and their responses to what's going on. It's just I've, I've attempted many times to disconnect those, and they just don't disconnect. Because the minute they you tell them something that's different than what they're, and they, and they absorb it, they feel differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. I'm glad it's our topic today, one of my favorites,
0: yeah, uh, I was just I talking
1: to, you. yeah, but
0: no, no uh, you know, and I'm glad that you brought up you know carol and and collins and the and the grid and everything else because there's you know there's different moments in my day today. I had different you know little speed bumps along the way. It was like I just sat there for a moment, I'm like, okay, let's shift this and I went back to the always imperfect. There's my perception that, you know, everything that. is always yeah. perfect. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, yeah, yeah and I do see it impacting my grid. I do see it impacting the, my animals. Honestly, it's so I find it really fascinating. I have my little 15 year old dog had an accident last August it, it affected him cognitively and physically, and and I just I just I I just said to him, you know, you're always so strong. You're just so perfect, and I he is doing amazing. He's just going up the hill, and he's strong, and he's determined, and he's skinny little little jackrabbit. I can't call him like a little jackrabbit, but he is he is, uh, he amazes me. And he wants to be here on this planet, and so my, and I, and I, my perception of him could could have been, oh, this poor dog, you know, not doing well. To, but we just, you know, stronger every day, and and yeah. I applaud him yeah. for it, and I just continue to see him in that way. And, uh,
1: positive yeah. praise, yeah, that sends mm-hmm. off a and you're you're vibrating a frequency of positive praise, which is and love, and uh, that is uh, inspiring. You know, pets, we don't think about this, but pets are empathic anyway. You know, they're, they're super empaths. And he's picking up on, on the vibe you're putting out. Mommy is supporting me 110% and, and that's all you can do. And then it's up to them. And evidently, uh, this wonderful little <laughs> creature has decided to, uh, is, is, is biting into it and, and, and moving forward and, um, and believes in themselves that they can do it. Because you believe that they can do it, and we we in if I if I look at relationships, and I'm always talking about relationships because you know they're the, they're how we learn. Relationships are mm-hmm. how we are one of the best ways that we as as human souls can can evolve. We need relationships, um, mm-hmm. and that's the in in my view. That's also young people need to develop relationships. Need to develop relationships, face to face relationships where they can, they can, they can learn about themselves and they can see what, what their thoughts are bringing to them. They can experience, uh, that, uh, when they, when they shift their thoughts about themselves, how their life changes and how, if, if everything outside of you is a mirror, what you're thinking is, you don't get that on social media. You don't get Mm -hmm. that from, from, uh, TikTok, you know, you get a, you get a dopamine hit from somebody who's, who you don't know and you never will know. It's it, in my view, one person looking at you eye, in the eye and giving you acknowledgement is so much more powerful than a million people giving you acknowledgement for something that you did that really doesn't really matter in, in, in the scheme of grand scheme of life. Because most of the stuff that is being put out there right now is kind of like twenty-four hour moments. It, you know, it, it's valid for twenty-four hours, if that, and then it's gone, and, and there's no validity to it after that. Um, no relevance. Uh, we are relevant people. We need we need to know that we're moving in the right direction, in, in my view. And uh, this is the concept of of what's out there right now. And I'm trying to talk about this only because of the fact that I've been thinking about this because I was writing some of this for a, another podcast that I want to do uh, on life moves. And you know that it's it's this it's this never ending drumbeat of of noise and distraction and that gets in the way in drama, it, it just in discord. It gets in the way of Actually feeling the joy and the love we have for ourselves and the happiness that we have for life. It gets in the way. And our, we got so much stuff and we feel that we need to judge it all. That we, you know, our perceptions are in overdrive from the moment we wake up, uh, to the moment we go to bed. And you can slow all that pace down. Slow that pace down. Just yeah. by simply letting a lot of it go. 90, i i my own figure is 95%. of what happens during your day has no relevance the next morning. And based on that, if you spend the effort on the 5% and let the 95% go, life is going to change in a dramatic way. And the definition of whether it's relevant in 24 hours is very simple. Does it have to do with you personally? And a lot of what we ingest throughout the day has nothing to do with us. It has to do with a lot of other people. And those other people have their own lessons to learn. And they're experiencing a mirror of their own lives. And our media, it, you know, expands upon, you know, uh, what other people experience as well. You know, and so they extract the negative, and they give you the negative. And a lot of it has no relevance to us we can survive just fine without knowing something about our next door neighbor, because really we all have our own challenges in life. And I just look at, you know, we, at what we can do. And I told this to a woman on the plane yesterday, I was going to get my mother. And I said, and she was a wonderful, wonderful woman. I gave her a card to this podcast and I hope she listens. But she was absolutely fabulous. And uh, in what she did, and what she told her people, she managed a, a, a group of, of, uh, people as a, as a GM in the southern region. And, and she said, I like to to give them positive encouragement every morning. And I said, that's absolutely awesome. Isn't that that's beautiful? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I said, can I make a suggestion? She says, yes. I said, get them focused on making their days amazing. We can all stay have, we can all say have a great day. To me, that's a happenstance situation. That's a... I agree. Um, it's like
0: giving yeah, somebody a, a, a bologna sandwich that's been wrapped in cellophane at the convenience store here. here have a bologna sandwich. Like, have a nice day. Like, you know I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's really rather true. I mean, to me, have a nice day is I'm taking myself to a real nice restaurant and I'm having a great meal, okay? Um, or I'm, I'm going to treat, treat myself to anything but junk food. Junk food doesn't exist in my life, in my world. Um, Processed food doesn't exist in my world. And that doesn't mean that I'm out there spending gobs of money on other stuff. It's just that I'll buy real food and I'll eat real food. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And once you divest yourself of the need for that, of your taste buds and the salt, sugar, sweet thing, once you've divested yourself of that, um, you can, you can live a completely different life. And, that's what I thought about when I, thought, when I told you about this the, the woman who I saw this morning who had lost 160 or something pounds uh, when she, in, in lockdown during COVID. And she, evidently something shifted in her. The, her perception of herself shifted and her perception of what she was capable of. We all have perceptions about what we're capable of, and right. we need to expand those perceptions. I mean, the word goes into every aspect of our life, every aspect. Of who we are, and and what we're capable of, and it is it is it has such power um, yeah, in terms of sovereignty absolutely. you just can't get past it, right? Yeah,
0: happy birthday,
1: That's so sweet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I I wanted just to mention, and sometimes on social media there are some things that really. Uplift and touch us, and you and I share things back and forth, Michael. And I didn't get a chance to share this with you yesterday, but there was a young man, and I thought about actually reaching out to him and see if he wants to join us on the show. He's, he's um, I from overseas. I'm not sure exactly where, maybe the UK. Um, but his he goes by Be Yourself, Dylan, with underscores between those. And he did a really sweet video about how much he likes himself and how much he loves himself and he put it out there to the followers or whoever saw the video to please post below in the comments something that they loved about themselves and i started reading them and like the, the just his authenticity and i and i thought about that with perception you know how is it that we perceive ourselves. What do we love about ourselves? One individual said that, and and they were were honest. That you know, I, I want to be honest. I don't love myself, and you know that they had a, a, had brain, were disabled with brain damage, but they were trying to be better, just like like you, because of you. That, and I thought to myself. How powerful a shift is that? Because of you, you inspired me to change my perception yeah. about myself. Mm-hmm. And so we Super don't powerful.
1: know. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, our society values perfection, uh, which is problematic in its own right, um, because there is no perception. I mean, not perception. Per- <laughs> play on words there. There's no Perfection. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing perfection is in the eye of the beholder and that will always change. Uh, Mm -hmm. it is, you know, when we, when we allude to you're saying, you know, um, everything is always perfect. It's perfect for you in that moment in time. And Mm -hmm. it always will be because that's the way you see it as perfect. Even though perfect changes, it's always, it's always perfect. It's always great. Um, and our society in doing, in putting, uh, Certain having the motives, uh, ulterior motives behind making people feel less than, um, in order to, uh, manipulate them to do something that may not be in their best interest. Um, this is, this is what we have. And we have to be sovereign beings and understand that we are in control of what we think. And, um, we can be influenced inspired by other people, I should say, basically, you, you, you can influence somebody else. You can't change them. You can't get them to change. Uh, however you can, you can, you never know when what you say as an individual, any, anybody in this world, you never know how, what you say is going to impact somebody else. So when you say it with love, compassion, empathy, and kindness, if as long as you do that, you know that you're headed down the right path. And this gentleman, uh, be your what's his it, what is it? Be, be, your, being, be your be yourself, be yourself. Dylan. I'll,
0: I'll yeah, I'm gonna look to him up my call. Yeah, you know? be yourself, no, Dylan. Is
1: is putting out some? He's putting out some very sincere, heartfelt, um, material that is that is impacting other people, and he's asking people to reflect upon themselves, which is really, you know, quite brilliant. so, a lot of times, people spend social media. You know, use social media to tell people what they should think or tell people what they should do or try to, you know, get people to be like me. And that's really not, in my view, it has, it's, it's, it has, it's much more empowering when you get people to be, to be self-reflective and to ask themselves some questions that, um, that's, that's the, the, the power of change. That's, get people, people, they got to do their own heavy lifting. So all you you, mm-hmm. you need to do is to be kind, be loving, we're all one, and there's nothing wrong with you that you believe is wrong with you. If somebody told you it was wrong, there's something wrong with you because you had some sort of um, physical uh, or mental situation. I was just telling my girlfriend the other day that um, that everybody has special gifts, even people who are classified as as having being on the autistic spectrum or um, mm-hmm. Down syndrome kids I mean there are you're a human being and you have the ability you have sometimes super you have superpowers you don't even know about you get superpower and then, and spend some time discovering that superpower that's what that's what should drive most people discovering what that superpower is it's unique to you and it can it can drive you and take you places that that you never um to miraculous places. You know, to miracles like um was it Einstein that was saying that? Miracles. Yes. He said something about the quote about about miracles. Beautiful. Einstein's quote, by
0: the way. quote is there are only two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle, the other is as though everything is a miracle.
1: Yeah, those two perceptions take you to two completely different places. <laughs> I mean it's like two this is this is the power of perception again two different perceptions mm-hmm. lead you off in two different directions one's going to take you on this side of the universe and the other one's going to take you on the other side of the universe and it it's if you find yourself going down a path that doesn't feel good to you you have to examine the perceptions you have about what you're experiencing in life about yourself and what's going on outside of you because it's just stuff in the end. Uh, the best thing I heard with, um, what did Carol say? That, uh, this, this, uh, earthly plane is a learning environment. That's what it is. It's a learning environment. You know, perception for me that I embrace every single day is that it, I'm living in a classroom designed to help me elevate myself. Elevate my, my soul, elevate me to my soul's purpose to um, to be a, a, a classroom where I can practice being kind and loving and thankful and grateful and, and empathetic and compassionate. It is every opportunity is there before us on a daily basis to to be non judgmental, um, to have positive perceptions. This is a classroom that allows us to do that, to to practice those things, and to practice being sovereigns. The stuff we see in reality is impacting someone. However, it's how we perceive it, we see perceive what we, we're exposed to, that generally goes a long way in creating our, our own reality, how we're feeling about ourselves and what we feel about the world we live in. And it's that's deep stuff. And you can sit around and think mm-hmm. about it for you know a long time. And never come back to the same space. It's it's deep. Very, very deep. However, if you embrace just a small hint of it, your life will change.
0: That's beautiful. That's Thank you.
1: Yeah, just a hint of it. And, All right?
0: I know, and it, it's it's another miraculous conversation with you. It just unfolds. And, and uh, I, I'm taking my little dandelion and... Know, the little wisps, and I'll blow them into the wind and let them be the elixir <laughs> of life, and maybe they will become real nuts in the rainforest or, or something else, but uh, you know, whatever it, it is. I love it. it. Yeah, it, it, and thank you so much, and thank you for joining us here at Connect to Love on PRNFM. We're so grateful, and uh, looking yeah. forward to hearing all of your perceptions and what unfolds for you this week, and Much love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Great being here.